and we are live. Welcome to the podcast, Perplexium. I'm here with a very special guest. This is my friend, Ian. And uh, this is a special episode because we are currently sitting in, uh, in the place where we met. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're, we're in the temple right now. Um, I work here. Dylan uh, patronizes the location. It's a coffee shop and haberdashery. Um, yeah, with um, some funky vibes. Ian, welcome to the podcast, man. Thanks for having me, Dylan. Yeah, happy to have you as my uh, fourth guest. Wow. Mm-hmm, we're growing. Uh-huh. And uh, so why don't we start with what is... Ocean Beach, San Diego. Um, Ocean Beach, San Diego is the vortex. I think it's a melting pot for all sorts of countercultures. It's um, kind of a special location for a lot of people, but you have a strong hippie contingency, obviously. You also have bikers and punks and anarchists and the street kids and... Um, I think the whole collective of the leftist counterculture kind of meets here and melts, and it becomes kind of a, um, uh, I don't know, yeah, a vortex of sorts. Would you consider yourself to be an Obetian? I'm from OB. I, I, Born um, and raised? Mm, I moved here when I was 14, but from PB, which wasn't that far away in the first place. Uh-huh. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I did a lot of my formative years here, so I do consider myself a pretty strong local. Cool. And uh, you love it. I, I do love it. Yeah, I love mm. it so much I built a video game to homage it. Oh, yeah, so that's definitely one thing that I do want to talk about. Uh, that's a, a very popular installment here at the Template and uh, something that I'm very fascinated with myself. So um, before we talk about that, Mm -hmm. let's also do this. What is the template? Uh, what, What is the template? I always have a hard time people ask me this all day. We're a coffee shop, obviously, but I feel like we're a lot more than that. We're a community center and we're an artist collective. And we're an event space, and we're a gallery, and um, <clears throat> all that comes from, you know, originally the template, I don't know if you know the history, Dylan, but no. was um, an apartment on Voltaire Street, not on the other end of OB. Okay. This was maybe uh, seven or eight years ago, and I used to go to shows there. So they had, uh, it was not a commercial space like this, it was just an apartment, but they still had like events and like they still had bands and things and they would hang art so that was the that was the first template and um people would go to shows there i would go to shows there without actually knowing the people who run it like shine and lucy like i do today mm-hmm. um but that version of the template went away and they opened up and they started doing it again at a house in golden hill um when this location opened up in 2020 it was their first uh, endeavor at a commercial space but really they've been doing something like this for kind of a long time it's just been they've been doing it out of like houses and apartments where they've been showing art and having shows and stuff like that in a very like grassroots kind of way uh, but because of that they already had like a kind of a large community I think of um, people who throw events and artists and creative types and people who play music or um, 
put on installations. Yeah, so it all kind of came together like that. So really, it's 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 kind of a mix of all that. And the name template comes from it being like a template for the community to uh, express itself. Mm. Yeah. I love this place so much. I'm a big fan myself. Yeah, I'm so grateful for it. And uh, most people who know me at my at the surface level, mm. they kind of see me more as a science uh, engineering mm-hmm. focused kind of guy. But the truth is, at my core, at my soul, I'm really I'm really an artist. Mm-hmm. And uh, just being here really brings out that that inspiration, that creative energy, and uh, especially. I found this place in uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. and you know, before 2020, I really wasn't spending time in OB at all. But I think just the the free spirited nature of this town, and uh, you know, in 2020, uh, there, I just wanted to be free. You know, I, I didn't really care for the masks, or I I just wanted to be around people, honestly, mm-hmm. and uh, and that's kind of something that I found here at the template it's uh it's really a communal uh community focused place yeah it definitely tries to be yeah. uh, community focused and uh, <laughs> the mask mandates never really stuck that well in Ocean Beach to begin with yeah and, you know that's yeah. why that's why I loved it in 2020 mm-hmm. being here and uh but you've uh you've been with the the template crew uh, uh since the beginning uh, since, yeah, since the uh, early days when they were just starting off building here, it's mostly because I lived next door, and uh, I would come by and watch them build, and then I would like start uh, volunteering. And I knew some of them a little bit, like Haley, uh, and I knew each other because our sisters are my, my sister is friends with her, and um, I had met Lucy and before, and also yeah, I also Haley's uh, boyfriend Derek. We had worked together a long time ago in the past, so I had like some tangential relationships to them but I started coming here all the time to like uh, help out with the build and help out just because I lived next door I was unemployed during um, COVID and uh, I I, uh, just liked the space a lot I like what they were doing so yeah and you're an artist yourself yeah I mean yeah I consider myself to be I are you more of a digital I'm almost totally digital these days. I, I can do, I'm actually doing a mural out in um, Mission Beach right now, so maybe not totally, but uh, I do mostly work digitally, yeah. Cool. How would you describe your art style? <clears throat> oh, um, well, I'm a kind of cartoonist and an animator. I think it's uh, easy to put those labels on me because it's what I do, and I think it conjures a certain um, style. Definitely, like, more... Uh, yeah, I don't know. I try to make, like, outlandish cartoons, but I do a lot of, like, sticker art these days, and I, as well as some animation. Very, very cool. I, uh, I think I have one of your stickers on yeah. my, uh, my Yeah, I believe you one. do. Yeah, any, any of the template stickers are ones that I made. This one. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, Dylan. Of course. So how are you feeling at this very moment in time right now? Um, <laughs> Let's do a check-in. Yeah, uh, I think in general I'm feeling pretty good. I I kind of like where things are. I'm not sure what you mean by that. At the, this very just, moment in time, I'm a little hungry. I've been here all uh, day, and I'm kind of me like, too. Yeah. <laughs> all right. What's up with that? Yeah, I didn't really eat enough, but 
Yeah, me neither. I forgot to eat before coming here, but you know, we're, we're it, doing it. it. Yeah, <laughs> we're gonna get it done. Cool, man. So we got to talk about the the little video game booth that you made. That, yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. I <laughs> that's probably my biggest artistic endeavor to date. I spent like a year building that thing because it's yeah. Okay, so for the video viewers out there on Spotify or YouTube, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to, I think what we'll do is I'll, I'll take a photo, we'll, maybe you and I will take a photo uh, next to it just so that they can see exactly what it is that we're describing. And I'll let Ian uh, talk more about uh, what he made himself. Uh, but essentially what it is, it's a retro style uh, single person uh, standing arcade uh, booth that he made uh, from uh, bolts to nuts uh, custom from scratch uh, the artwork for the game the programming of the game itself and and the actual uh, physical uh, box booth uh, here I'll let you I'll let you take it no I, I think I think you did a good job but yeah it's it's a it's called Ocean Beach Invasion and it's a video game about OB which is sort of what I meant by like a homage to this location it, it's a it's about a zombie invasion that happens here it's a like old school kind of like 90s style beat em up you just walk around beating zombies but around here a lot of like uh maybe like familiar characters or locations that are parodied like the template is in there so is the blacks there was a lot of um hodads just like a lot of like uh really popular ocean ocean beach locations places that are well known around the area to like locals and stuff um yeah and you just uh go around but yeah it was it was a big endeavor and i would kind of a learning experience in a lot of ways because um i yeah, I just, like, all the animation and stuff is probably what took the longest. But, yeah, the, the coding and things. Um, I'd done some coding before, but that was definitely a bigger project than I had done in the past. Well, the game looks fantastic, and when I come here, uh, either just to hang out or work, and I see people walk in, and uh, the look of pure joy and excitement on their face when they when they see it and they go up and they see that it's a an OB retro arcade video game and it's coin uh, slot oh yeah it's coin operated a lot of people don't think it actually works they think it's an art art installation but it's playable oh it's completely functional yeah you could just put quarters in it yeah and uh, you know seeing the joy on their face Mm -hmm. uh, brings me joy every time it looks great and um, I want to know so, uh, what came first? Was it, uh, so the animation was first? It, it was all worked on at the same time. I would usually animate a certain thing, like a, a running sequence, and then you program it to make, like, running happen. And then, um, so yeah, it was, it was kind of worked on uh, in tandem. It's not like I did all the animation or even knew everything that I wanted to animate right off the bat. I just kind of uh, went with it. Um, yeah, it started off as a quarantine project, and then I got kind of burnt out on it and dropped it for a couple months, and then I picked it up again, and then, it was sort of like that. So, if you don't mind me asking, yeah. including the uh, the breaks of time where you where you took off mm-hmm. from start to finish, uh, how how long 
did it take to uh, to finish it? Um, including the breaks of time, it took. Let's see, because I, I did start in March of 2020, maybe April. I don't know. Shortly after the pandemic started, um, and I. Uh, I lost my job as a substitute teacher because all the schools were closed, and uh, I've always wanted to make a video game, and it seemed like a fun thing to do, to challenge myself. So so cool. Um, it wasn't until I finished it in January of this year. So how long is that? That's like almost two years, maybe maybe a year and nine months or something. Yeah. What would you say was the uh the hardest part in in total um i think the hardest part is actually staying motivated enough to finish it which is maybe not the answer you were looking for but it's 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 true because like it's it's easy to like i've started a lot of projects in the past this isn't isn't my first time trying to make a video game it's just my first time like putting one out in public because i think it's easy to start projects and it's kind of fun in the beginning but like it gets really tedious trying to figure out everything and all the little details and even now there's like updates and stuff I want to make to it where I don't fully consider it finished, but it's finished enough. It's at least in beta. I mean, it's out yeah. here and playable. Yeah. Okay. Wait. So, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to mm-hmm. go off my memory of uh, what happens in the game. It's been a while since I've played it. Mm-hmm. So there's these aliens that are invading Ob. Yeah. And they they make zombies. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So aliens plus zombies. The aliens are turning the citizens, which are, like, a lot of, like, kind of cliched OB types, you know, like, hippies and um, uh, drunkards, tattooed, burly men, that kind of thing, just into uh, into zombies by zapping them with lasers. And then you fight the zombies, and then more zombies show up. Yeah. Okay, and there's a boss. There's, there's two bosses, actually, yeah. Most okay, people don't make it to the second one. Most people don't. It's a hard, it is, it is kind of tough, but I know you're yeah. going um, to you're going to tweak it a little bit. I'm trying to yeah, it kills most people. <laughs> Which I'm okay with. I don't necessarily want people to be able to beat it on the first try. It'd be nice to have it be a little bit challenging, but um, it might be a little too tough at points. Yeah. So the first boss is the is a goldfish? Oh no, it's a guy on a the the, the guy in a van guy on a van yeah he's uh he's playing guitar on a van it's something that you see here oh very ob very ob exactly he just gets turned into a a zombie guy on a van who shoots fire and lightning perfect i thought so yeah uh but there is a goldfish yeah that's the that's the second boss it's the goldfish destroying the ob pier at the time when i was coding that the ob pier was closed down it still kind of is at the end but uh Yeah. yeah so the the final boss takes place I don't know. Final for now. I might add a next level after this, but um, well, the the people have spoken. Yeah. The uh, there's a demand. They uh, they want more, Ian. I am, I am building another machine right now for Kilowatt, the bar up the street. So cool. That I, is the perfect place. I think it'd be a fun location for it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that would fit the neon. Exactly. Yeah. 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 Wow. I I can't wait to uh, to test it out. Yeah. Thanks. I'm. I'm probably including some updates when i do that um but yeah i already have the at my house the the machines actually basically fully built i have the little panel with all the joysticks and buttons that's on my desk but the uh the other part of the machine is just uh off to the side somewhere and it doesn't have any siding on it it doesn't have any art it's just blank wood right now but yeah getting it finished shouldn't be that hard cool man yeah so you're also a uh, a video game connoisseur I, I suppose I don't play a lot of the newer video game. A lot of the um, 
triple A video games, I would say. A lot uh-huh. of the games that a lot of people play. Yeah. I would, it's just, uh, I mean, I do think some of them are fun, but yeah. I'm not just gravitated towards that. I kind of like the indie space. Yeah, you have a Nintendo Switch. I do have a Nintendo Switch. Yeah, what are, what are some of your favorite games on the Switch? Um, let, me, let me think about that. What are some games I've been playing lately? Um, Slay the Spire. Uh, I really like Stardew Valley, but I had to stop playing that because I played it too much. Do you know that game? It's like a farming simulator. Yeah. yeah. I, I've heard of Stardew Valley. Um, uh, is it kind of like Animal Crossing? It's kind of exactly like Harvest Moon, but for uh, the N64. Before Harvest they, like, Moon. Yeah. That's a throwback. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, and so is this. Um, I guess I play a lot of video games that either look or feel or literally are uh, games that I were around when I was a kid. I'm playing um, Mother 3 right now. It's a mm-hmm. fan translation of the third Earthbound game. Oh. It never came out in the United States, but they made a fan translation, and I'm playing it on my phone. So that's like that's the game that I'm probably playing the most right now. But, um, yeah, because I'm playing it on a Super NES emulator. I, uh, yeah. You like the... 32-bit. I, I do. I like the aesthetic of it, yeah. yeah. The, the old-school retro uh, bit, bit animation. I know. I'm like, am I playing anything that has three dimensions? Smash, but um, that uh, is kind of 2D anyway. It just yeah. looks 3D. I love those two, man. Yeah. I especially love the really good modern, um, like, the new retro style games because they really have the uh, the programming mechanics down mm-hmm. um, yeah love that whole genre yeah I do too I think I think modern uh, takes on retro games are actually pretty good because retro like early retro games actually kind of have a lot of flaws in terms of uh, difficulty and readability and are I mean some of them are great but other ones I mean are kind of great but they do have problems yeah uh-huh Ian do you remember how we met uh, just here here, yeah. Um, it was over a board game. Oh, it was chess. Chess. I love chess. That's right. You I do remember, remember this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ian is uh, pretty good at chess, I would uh, say. Th- thanks, Dylan. Yeah. I, think, I think I'm decent. Yeah. W- would you say that you have a, a certain style or maybe like a, like a go-to opening? Yeah, I definitely have a go-to opening. It's the French defense, but... Um, yeah. What what is the French defense? It's where you have the um, the two pawns that are on the outside of the king and queen. You move them up one space, and then you move the two that are in front of the king and queen up another space. So you have two, two, and it kind of forms like a little triangle that uh, is solid. And if you want to keep going, you can move your bishops out in front. This is maybe a little not super uh, audio-friendly, but yeah, I, I like chess a lot. I was in chess club in middle school and high school and college i i've been playing it for a while what are some give me some advice on how to get better at chess i would say play all the time but i think that's maybe worse i've got since i got the app on my phone a couple of years ago i've been playing it a lot more lazily and because i used to like really think about my moves and stuff um i think that's a that's a good way to play uh, I've got better at being faster, but I don't know if I've actually gotten better. I just play a lot more frequently now, and uh-huh. I, I, I like. Uh, not not to say that I play badly, but I do play a little hurriedly, where I don't necessarily like study uh-huh. the board as much as I would. Does talking smack 
in the game help you? I love talking smack in a chess <laughs> game. I don't see other, another reason to play. Ian is uh, really good at um, at talking smack during <laughs> chess. I can't help it. But you I know just... what? That was actually that was the first uh, time day that we met. We you know we I, yeah. I didn't even know him, and I'm just talking shit, which is you know what though that kind of gained my respect from you a little <laughs> bit because at first I was like is this guy for real and then I thought about it and I'm like you know what I like this guy <laughs> yeah yeah so uh, Ian I have more questions for you okay um, but I also would like to try something new this is going to be a first on the podcast I'd like to play, play a little game with you Okay. And uh, what I've done is I've printed out a couple uh, memes. You printed out what? A couple memes. Okay. And uh, just a couple, like mm-hmm. less than 10, a uh, little more than five, less than 10 though. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm going to, we're going to go one by one. Uh, I'm just going to pick them off the, the little pile I have here. And um, you're going you're gonna to rate them. Let's do a scale of uh, five stars, mm-hmm. and uh, you can do decimals. So you know, if you think something's a three point five, then you can you can do that. Okay. But, um, yeah, we'll do five stars. Uh, here, so here's the packet, and just pick off the first one from the top, and uh, go ahead and uh, and read it, and show the cameras if you'd like. Okay, it says um, my dairy beverage entices all the young gentlemen to venture into my garden. So, um, yeah, I like this meme. It's a, it's, it's the, the old timey guy. I don't know if he's got a better name. Uh, and yeah, it's a play on, um, my milkshake brings all the boys to the yard, but it's said in a way that would, um, sound extremely, uh, <laughs> old timey vernacular. <laughs> Honest. Okay. So, uh, oh yeah, I have to rate it. Out uh, of five stars. You, how about this? Let's do on a scale of one through ten. How much do you like it? Okay. Yeah, one one through ten. Um, yeah, this uh, this tickles my fancy. I'm gonna give it an eight. Nice. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a pretty good meme. All right, moving on. Next one. When San Diegans see the sunset, after all, why not? Why shouldn't I take a picture? <laughs> And it's a picture of, uh, I think, uh, Bilbo Baggins from uh, uh-huh. Lord of the Rings. With a, with a phone photoshopped into it. <laughs> Why not? Have you seen the Lord of the Rings? It's been a long time. I saw it when it came out. I don't think I've seen it once since then. Mm. Um, I've read the books more recently. I'm okay. more familiar with that. But So I could, I could actually talk endlessly about Lord of the Rings, because I know a lot about it. But I think it's really boring. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, that's all right. A lot of people think that. Yeah, because they just walk forever. Yeah, it's a lot of journeying. Yeah. True. You're a big Tolkien fan? Uh, I mean, I like the movies. I like the, the trilogy. Uh, yeah, the movies, I, the movies I haven't revisited in a while, they're probably pretty good. That's um, something I probably should... I would watch rewatch the movies. It's not that I hated the movies or anything. I just uh-huh. haven't seen them since I was... I don't know. When did they come out? I feel like I was 12. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. How do you feel about that meme? Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. It's not my favorite. I'll give it a three. <laughs> three. Okay. Next one. Uh, 
All right, um, we have a couple versions of poo. He's getting increasingly fancy. It says bottle of water. Boo o o Boodle of water. <laughs> and he's British here, yeah. Boo o water. Boodle of water. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, I like this one, but. Um, is, it, is it a little confusing? No, 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 no. I, I, I think I get it. It's a just normal poo, a British poo, and an American poo. Something I, I want to know, yeah. something I'm wondering right now is why does the American poo look more uh, British than the British poo? Well, I've seen this meme before without the flags here, and I think that that's it. Because usually it's done, like, increasingly. You know how you see memes that are, like, scales of things? So you start off with the basic one, and then you go a little higher. Yeah. And then you go, like, oh, this is the most fancy. So I think putting the flags here kind of makes the memes a little bit more confusing because I'm not totally sure what it's trying to represent. But, yeah, usually this one would be the... uh, the classiest incarnation of whatever thing it's trying to say. I don't know. Uh, because of confusion and because who cares about bottles of water? I'll, I'll give it a five. <laughs> solid solid mid-level meme. This is going to be uh, a, a little uh, fun for the audio-only listeners, but use your imagination. <laughs> That's right. Buy all of the poot coin and dump all my fat bucks into doo-doo coin. <laughs> guy on like an old time cell phone uh yeah i mean i think it's it's just like a like an old stock broker how you might talk on the phone about stocks but um in in the modern era of bitcoin where they all have silly names like poop coin and fart bucks <laughs> um it's not even it's funny because it's a meme but it's like not even that unrealistic i guess that's what makes it funny yeah i like it um <laughs> You're doing a great job at reviewing these memes, Ian. Thanks. I, I've, I've always thought I'd be a good meme reviewer. Uh, um, I don't know. Uh, maybe a seven? That's, that's pretty good. I think it's a funny meme. Yeah, it's funny because uh, it's, so, it's so on point with mm-hmm. how... Uh, with how the, the, the they modern get, uh, zeitgeist. The modern zeitgeist, yeah. Just the way that crypto is today with like it being like real but also kind of a joke. I don't know. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Okay, I think we have uh, two more. Okay. Um, oh, it's another one of these old-timey gentlemen. He's my favorite. So it says, I am enamored, uh, I am enamored of ample posteriors. Furthermore, I find myself unable to other falsehoods. Yeah, <laughs> it's great. It's, uh, I like big butts, and I cannot lie. Good job, um, Ian. Yeah, I know. I can, I can parse his, his tongue. <laughs> I don't know, man. Some, I just kind of like uh, overdone vernacular. I think it's funny. It's, uh, it's, uh, I do, too. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when it's like to rap songs. Oh, another eight. Why not? Eight. <laughs> yeah. Good. I don't want to like because if I go ten, I can never go higher. Yeah. So, yeah you really yeah, gotta well, like. I mean, what yeah. if the next one just? Blows I gotta, you If away. I'm not like actively shitting, then it probably shouldn't be a ten. But. <laughs> okay. Um. Uh, it's an arm wrestle, <laughs> three-way arm wrestle, having the same middle name: Alexander the Great, <laughs> Bob the Builder, Kermit the Frog. It's funny because their middle name is all the. But um, really, the is uh, an article describing who they are, not their actual middle name. I, I, I like it. I think it's amusing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know, seven. And with that, Ian, you have survived the meme game. That was a that was good job. I, I broke a sweat. That was that was a <laughs> well done. 
No, thanks, man. I like the meme game. That was kind of fun. Yeah, I think that's something I'll do more. Yeah. With future guests, but I think I'll surprise. Like, I'm not going to do it every guest. It'll yeah, be, yeah. Uh, surprise you know, surprise yeah, guests. Yeah. Surprise meme games. Yeah, and I'm, I'm thinking of more games to play with my guests. I, I want to I wanna surprise them in a playful way and kind of make it a little wacky. So, good job. Thank All right. you. Well, thank yeah. you. Ian, are you a musician? No, I just have long hair. Yeah, you just kind of look like it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that long hair is definitely a characteristic of you. <laughs> when did you, how long have you had that for? I've had long hair a long, long time since I was a teenager, but I, I, you know, I cut it all off maybe a couple of years ago, and I, like, like uh, I hate short hair. I just felt so naked, so I grew it back, and now it's, uh, now it's long again. Yeah, I cut it all off, oh, I don't know. You think you'll Maybe keep like it forever? Maybe like four or five years ago. See, I don't know, man. I got like a, I feel like I got like a lot of, uh, what do you call it? Just like psychic baggage tied up in my hair. And I tried cutting it just to be like, I could get, have short hair. Because at that point I had long hair. You know, till yeah. I was in my like mid 20s. So like over 10 years uh-huh. um, from when I was uh, like a teenager, like 13 or 14. I, so uh-huh. I don't know. Um, and when I did, I'm just like, Ugh, I, ha- I hate this. I hate the way I look. I hate the way I feel. And it just, it affected me. Like, it wasn't just the way I looked. I don't know. I felt like it was a lot of my, it's silly to say identity. Because it doesn't, like, I, f- I feel like people make assumptions about me based on my long hair that are, like, not even accurate. They, like, that, like I play music or that I do drugs or something like that. Sure. Which, um, I, or neither of which are accurate. I just think I look the part, though. But I like, yeah, I don't know. Will I ever cut it? That was your actual question, wasn't it? Um, I'd like to say yes. It ta- it's it's weird. It takes like an amount of courage for me to cut it, and I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just more comfortable with long hair, so maybe not, but uh-huh. probably one day, yeah. I'm trying to grow my hair long. Are you? I am. Be like one of us hippies here. Yeah, you guys are rubbing off on me. Oh no. Yeah, but um. I have curly hair, so it's not quite going to look like yours. What's going to happen if you grow it out? Does it just get wavier? Well, I don't want my hair to uh, have an afro kind of look to it. See, my hair curls, but I want it to curl down, not really like out and up and out. Mm -hmm. So and what I've realized with growing my hair is it's it's a function of weight, right? Like if the weight is correct, then it's all going to go down i was gonna say my hair is not this straight naturally it's actually pretty like it's not curly but it's like really wavy when it's short and it uh, does kind of like yeah hard to control so like growing it out just um you know it weighs itself down it's, it's perfect did you say that you have a psychic baggage in your hair what does that mean oh i was i mean i don't really believe in psychic things but yeah i mean i, I guess i was but, yeah, I guess what I meant by that was that I think I have, like, emotional attachment to my hair. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Do you consider yourself to be a, a spiritual person? No, funnily enough, and I hang out with hippies all day. I just uh-huh. think it's so silly. But, yeah. Well, I was going to ask you what your spirit animal is. Uh, yeah, definitely a jellyfish. Why a jellyfish? Um... Well, I said I don't do drugs, but really I don't, don't do drugs now. I took, I, when I took mushrooms when I was 18, I had this, like, whole profound epiphany. And uh, I, um, let's see, I was, like, watching the moon, and the moon was, like, this gigantic, great white marble octopus of the sky, totally full. 
and all the stars were jellyfish swimming around it, and uh, realized that I was a jellyfish just swimming around too. I don't really know what that means now. I can see it, man. Yeah, but I, I felt it, and no, I still I, feel it, so yeah. Now that you said it, now that you said that your spirit animal is a jellyfish, yeah. I totally see it. I believe it. Thanks. If I didn't feel that way, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> cool, man. Yeah. You ever see the movie Shark Tale? Uh, yeah, yeah I think. It has it's like an animated Smith. movie about sharks. Yeah. It's got some famous actors in it. Well, it's sort of like DreamWorks knockoff Finding Nemo. They're like, this did well. We should well, make our own. I want you to know that there's these two jellyfish Oh, yeah, they're like movie. fucking yeah, stoner jellyfish they're, playing video games, the Rasta jellyfish. Yeah, they're like Rastafarian yeah. jellyfish. Well, I just want to let you know that I'm going to be thinking about that now every time I see you. <laughs> Do you know what lucid dreaming is? Yeah, it's where you um, um, are aware that you're dreaming when you're dreaming, so you can like do things in the dream rather than just letting the dream carry you along. Um, yeah, I like lucid dreaming. You've lucid dreamt before? It, it happens from time to time. Yeah, I always go to flying. Flying dreams are the best dreams. So, well, so let me ask this, just to be sure, just to clarify. So you will have dreams where while in the dream you realize that you're dreaming yeah and do you like say to yourself you, do you like speak to yourself like i'm having a dream yeah right now. yeah exactly you're like oh i'm, I'm dreaming okay so then you realize that you're dreaming and then you take control yeah and it's, it's like a half control i feel like the dream still has one hand on the wheel but right yeah. so the story of the dream is still unfolding yeah and but you just have more uh authorship of your character yeah exactly Cool, and, and I, I'm aware it's a dream, so I can do dreamlike things. Yeah, and um, yeah, I really like flying in dreams. Not all flying dreams are lucid dreams. Sometimes I just think I can fly, but uh, they're definitely the best dreams. Freud said when we have flying dreams that we're thinking about sex. But what am I dreaming about when I dream about sex then? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I think flying would be the common, immediate desire. Yeah. I think for most people. I it's a it's a fun one. Oh. And sometimes I have dreams where I don't know that I'm dreaming and I'm flying, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's just like those dreams, but I'm doing it for real this time. It's never for real. Always a huge disappointment when I wake up. Mm-hmm. Dude, that was a perfect answer. A lot, a lot of people don't have the ability to, uh, to lucid dream, or, you know, they don't even... Yeah, so it. so I've heard, but I've, I've definitely like some people. I've like met people who are really trying to lose a dream or like like actively trying. I've never tried to. Just yeah. sometimes I do. Yeah. it's not that often. You're yeah. a natural lucid dreamer, but it, it just. How, do you dream a lot? Uh, no, I don't. I don't usually remember my dreams. Yeah, which, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think I dream, but I just you know forget it. You forget when you wake up. Okay. Do you believe in uh, Do you believe in ghosts? No. No, I don't. I, I believe I believe ghosts are real if you believe in ghosts, but I don't think ghosts are real if you don't believe in ghosts. What I mean by that is, I think you're likely to see paranormal phenomenon, whether it be ghosts or aliens or, uh, uh, I don't know, chakras. If you uh, believe those things exist in the first place, I think you're very likely to find those things. And I think those things can be real for you in the sense that I think they can play a role in your, do I think that they're objectively real? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think ghosts are real. Aliens, well, 
Yeah. What about aliens? <laughs> I think alien, I think I think there's likely life on other planets, but I don't think they've been to this planet. Okay. I think the universe is a very big place. It'd be silly to presume that we're the only forms of life out there, but I also don't think they've come here. So, SpaceX has this mission mm-hmm. in today's day and age where they are actively trying to visit Mars and maybe one day set up a colony of humans. Yeah. On is, that, Mars. is that an active mission for them? Yeah. That's that's Elon Musk's whole thing, right? I think Mars is a really tough sell on a habitable planet. We should really focus on Earth, probably. And if we're not focused on it, and honestly, like, Venus is um, almost as good of a choice as Mars, if not just as good, because the, because the atmospheric pressure actually lines up. You can't hold an atmosphere on Mars, so we need to live in, like, what, dome cities? And then, um, not to mention the lack of resources, where are you going to, like, get anything? Whereas Venus is, like, carbon-heavy, has the same atmosphere as us. The air is not... Um, breathable but it, at certain altitudes the problem with venus is that it's hot as fuck it's an oven on it so it can literally melt lead so you need to have floating cities which obviously is its own challenge but i don't i'm not even sure if it's because the challenges with mars are different but all honestly like equally um problematic i don't think we're really i mean i think we'll probably get to mars but are we going to start setting up martian bases likely not before the earth becomes a really detrimental place to be living on so we'll need to focus on that first i want to tell you something ian i agree with you yeah yeah and that was impressive i uh you came prepared with some knowledge on that i'm impressed oh i i i think i read a lot of science fiction i think extraplanetary travel is pretty fascinating um, I think what we're doing out there is fascinating. I just don't necessarily think it's a viable option for, like, sustained human life. At least not at the moment. What's your favorite science fiction book of all time? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, oh, man, I'm going to jump up between, like, 20 of them. I know it. I can't, like, I, I don't know if I should just... Well, like, here, give me a recommendation for someone who really doesn't read that much yeah uh, if i want to if i wanted to just dip my toes in the genre what where what, what's a good start <clears throat> hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy is pretty funny if you like kind of like a lighter sci-fi that's really humorous <laughs> stuff that has a time and is really cleverly written i like hitchhiker's guide to the galaxy if you want something more serious that's uh very um i don't know just like a head trip of a series i think dan simmons hyperion the first two books are, which is a complete story, a great uh, kind of hard sci-fi. Oh, speaking of hard sci-fi, The Martian, which is very hard, meaning that it takes science very seriously, was a great read. I really like The Martian. Um, is that the same as the uh, the movie that just came out? Uh, yeah, it came out a couple of years ago, the one with um, Matt Damon was in it, right? Didn't mm-hmm. see it. Um, yeah, I often don't even bother with the movies at all. Uh, there, speaking of that, there, my cousin recommended a show to me on, I think, Amazon Prime called... Yeah. Um, oh my gosh, what is it? I literally just went through the whole fucking book series. It was uh, great, but I haven't even watched the show. I, he, he recommended a show, and I was like, oh, it's based on a book. I'll check that out in depth and read Is it books. The Expanse? It's The Expanse. The Expanse is fucking excellent. Oh, I'm so happy I got that. Yeah. I, I don't even ever open up Amazon Prime video. And you knew that exactly. I don't know how. That's so funny. Yeah, yeah. The Expanse was, I mean, I wouldn't call it my favorite, and I, it's 
like something I read more recently, so I think it's just uh, I'm like, oh, that was pretty good. But it was pretty good. I thought the expanse was like really good. There was nine books, so it kept me occupied for a while. Um, and the last one just came out pretty recently, like a couple months ago. So it actually came out, which never happens. Like I, because I finished the eighth book, and then I'm like, oh, there's the story didn't finish. I got another book, and it's not out yet. And then it came out like a month later. And I'm like, well, hot damn, mm-hmm. perfect timing, really. But like with Game of Thrones, which is also something that I read but didn't watch. I don't really watch a lot of things, but uh, um, I'll fuck with the books a lot. So um, Game of Thrones, I really like. But I loved Game of Thrones. <sighs> fucking George R. R. Martin's just never going to come out with another book, I don't think. And same with The Name of the Wind. Um, who wrote that? Patrick Rossworth. Uh, it's uh, another really great fantasy novel. Like It often gets compared to Game of Thrones, actually, but like Game of Thrones, the guy's just never going to finish it. I don't know. Maybe he will, but calling him out on this podcast I know you're listening Patrick Rossworth and if you are I uh, uh, please just come out with the next book it's been like 12 fucking years you know about the new Game of Thrones show coming out yeah I heard George is getting involved in that um, it's a prequel right yeah it's like a House of Targaryen kind of thing he did come out with a book about that. So uh, he came out with a book in the Game of Thrones universe, what, like two years ago? That wasn't Game of Thrones. It was a, like, it was like a history lesson. It was, and it was really boring, and uh, I didn't think it would be. So I tried reading it, and I'm like, I don't know about this. I only got like halfway through. It doesn't, it's not like an engaging narrative. It's just like a history novel about like the novel is putting too much narrative in it. It's just uh-huh. history. Yeah. Ian, give me some life advice. Oh, shit. Um, I don't know if I'm the best person to be asking about life advice from. I, um, I'm not very active in facilitating my own. What would be some good life advice? I don't know. I do think people tend to get too stressed out about small things and get too mm-hmm. absorbed in their own world where things kind of, things that ultimately don't really matter become very important to them and they get kind of stressed out by it yeah so mm-hmm. i don't know just uh, just recognize how absolutely trivial you are in the scope of the universe and that's how i get by although the downside to that is like i don't know mm-hmm. there's not a lot of motivation to accomplish much when you're a speck of dust on the like ass end of the universe mm-hmm. i think that's good advice ian and i feel the same way i feel like uh people these days they're they gotta slow down you know Mm-hmm. I think everyone's moving too fast, and we uh, everyone's trying to get from A to B to C to D, and you know no one's really taking the time to just stand still and uh, just listen, you know. And I think we got to do more of that. So I think that's good advice. Ian, you've been a great guest, and. Uh, Really grateful that you're here and you're you're part of the template. And uh, thanks, Dylan. I'm grateful that you're part of the template too, in the way that you're here a lot of the time. I'm here. Thanks, man. Yeah. And uh, again, thank you for being my fourth guest. And I will see you soon, man. Thank you. Thanks for having me.